On today's podcast, we're going to talk about inflation. What is inflation? Why are we talking about it so much? And what can you do with your money to protect yourself against it? We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Parag. Hopefully you can tell from this conversation that I am I, I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled. Untangling your finances. Welcome to the podcast once again. We always have fun with this. We get together every week and we talk finances overall. We have fun doing it. Uh, We learn a little something. Consumer advocate Dave Perkins here, along with Mo Param of Cloud Vesters, a fiduciary firm recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey. Cloudvesters.com is the website. Mo is driving this vehicle. I'm just here for, well, sometimes I'm a backseat driver, but he takes me on for the ride, right, Mo? Yeah. That's right. I don't backseat right. drive too much, do I? <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Go ahead, turn. You missed and your I, turn. And I commend you for I commend you for jumping in the car with me because I've only had my license for a few years. That's I, I right. Got my license when I was twenty seven years old. <laughs> Man, and you didn't need to because you were for a long time in in the city in Brooklyn. Yeah, in New York, yeah. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, New York City. No real need for a driver's license. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until I moved to Atlanta that I decided to get, well, I didn't decide I had to, right? Yeah, you had to. I don't to. know if you've ever been to Atlanta, but yeah, yeah, you're forced to get a driver's license in Atlanta. So <laughs> yeah, so I got it when I was 27. Well, it's more distance. And, and besides, where would you park if you had one when you were in Brooklyn? I mean, that's such a nightmare, oh right? <laughs> you know, I was looking at um, one of my favorite shows, Million Dollar, Million Dollar Listing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't know I if like that. Before. I watch it. I like it. As a matter of it's fact, a great show. Yeah, it I is. like it. Mm-hmm. But um, they were talking about one of the new high rises that are being uh, put up, and the parking spot for inside the high rise. Uh-huh. Say every uh, owner of the town, not townhouse, every owner of the penthouse or any owner of the um, uh, the apartments in the building can get a parking spot, and it's somewhere between four to five hundred thousand dollars to find a spot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, I've been there and in D.C. where I would have been tempted to pay that much for one. It's crazy. Man, that's insane. I know. How much money do you have if you can spend a half million on a parking spot? Oh, my gosh. Well, that the apartment they were looking at, I think it was like fifteen million dollars. So, <laughs> I, if you're paying I know fifteen million dollars sh- for an apartment, you better have five hundred thousand for a parking spot. <laughs> right. I do like that show. One of the uh, realtor brokers, uh, he moved to Brooklyn, really against his wishes. He wanted to stay in Manhattan, but his wife yeah. wanted to move to Brooklyn. You know, what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that is a good show. Man, oh man, they've got good strategies in in selling. That they I, do. Big money tossing. Big speaking of money. Speaking of big money. money, you know, we talked about inflation. We had a podcast on inflation. Why are we bringing it back? Because it's reared its ugly head. Inflation it has. It has. And it that's has. We're it's a lot of fears. A lot of conversation about it, but water it's cooler. it's it's here. A lot of <laughs> a lot of water cooler talk. Or, yeah, it or is. Zoom conference talks nowadays, right? That's right. See that price of gas, but you know, and and also I want to want to credit Dave Ramsey too because we're going to put a link up to to this from Dave Ramsey's website. He has an article on inflation. You and I were reading, and it's really got some good good. Actually, it's very educational too. 
and telling the origins, what causes it, how you protect yourself against it. Let's start with the basic here. What okay. is inflation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is inflation? So at the end of the day, inflation is when the price of goods right, and services go up. I mean, that's, that's basic rudimentary elementary um, inflation, right? So when you look at something that you've purchased in the past, and if you've noticed that the cost of it has gone up, then there is some level of inflation. Mm-hmm. So essentially, when goods and services, with the, with the price for those goods and services increase or go up over time, that's inflation. Yeah, and we're seeing that. We are seeing that now. And I guess we're not really surprised given what we've been through the wild ride in the last year and a half, which it kind of makes, because I have a, a follow-up question on this, but I, I'm, I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit because I know that when you look at what causes it, there are really two main, what would you call these uh, uh, phenomena <laughs> that, that causes inflation? <laughs> and I'm talking about demand pull and cost push. What are they? Oh, yes. Yes. So demand pull is essentially when there is a uh, basically an over demand, right? Like supply and demand, right? So when when more people want a particular service or product, then there actually is enough of those products or enough time to, to process those services, right? Mm-hmm. Then because it increase of the demand, then the prices go up. Okay. Right. right. So if you think about it as um, maybe like a concert ticket or 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 a uh, a, a game uh, athletic sports, right? And the scalper, if, right? <laughs> like a scalper, right? Yeah. Well, if it's the hottest ticket in the in the city, right? Everyone wants to go. Your favorite team makes the finals, mm-hmm. or you know, there's a college football game you want to go to, or whatever it may be, right? Or a, a, a new artist is coming out and they're releasing, they're going on tour, right? Basically, the demand goes up for this particular item, then you start to see that the price goes up. Right? Yeah, so that's know. the demand. That's the demand pull. Or a parking spot in Brooklyn. Or so <laughs> there's the demand. Well, there you go. That's a that's a perfect example, right? Yeah. You, you meant the parking spot, right? There's limited it, space. Limited parking space. Mm-hmm. So there's a limited supply but there's a demand if you have a car then you need well you need a, a place to park your car right so there's a there's a there's a demand limited supply so guess what we can jack the rates up and it sounds right. like so they did yeah and it sounds like they did um and then and then cost push is when the cost of those goods or services goes up. So more from like a producer or a manufacturer. It's costing them um, more to produce the product. It's costing them more to produce the product. Okay. So what you what do you do? You just turn around and and, and, share. and pass those costs <laughs> or share those costs with, with the consumers. Here's like my follow-up. Share. share. That sounds so much nicer, doesn't it? Here's, here's my follow-up. Because of what we've been through coming, well, we're sort of coming out of COVID, but not really at the time of this taping. But as we started to ease restrictions, then demand went up on a lot of right. things. Mm-hmm. And, but at the same time, uh, we're seeing that there are production challenges. So are we experiencing both right now, possibly? That's correct. That's a good point. In some areas, right? In some areas, we're, we're seeing it, and um, you know, kind of take the 
take the travel, for instance, right? Well, travel, we started seeing a, a spike in ticket prices because all of a sudden there was a demand, right? Mm-hmm. There were a little bit of restrictions, I mean, uh, easing of restrictions. Um, and so people just wanted to go out and fly. Well, you started seeing ticket prices go up, right? And once in one section, it's because, you know, some, some airlines were, were blocking off the middle seats, right? So all of a sudden, the the, the supply was cut a little bit because yeah. almost a third of the of the flights are no longer booked, uh, can be booked, but the demand is going up, so you see the prices go up. But then all of a sudden, more restrictions have come in, or the, the or the co- or COVID or the variant started sneaking up again, and so you were starting to see the price of ticket go down because all of a sudden. Even now, we have the supply, right? Air, airlines are, have removed those middle seats, so now you can actually sit in those middle seats, but we're starting to see the demand go down. People don't want to fly as much as anymore as they did two months ago. So all of a sudden, we're starting to see ticket prices go down. But the price so, yeah, of so duct it, tape went up because they're having to use so much of that to tie up the unruly passengers. <laughs> have you ever seen anything like this nonsense? Uh, it's crazy, right? Yeah. It's crazy. And it's like, you know, if you ha- if these are the restrictions and either you accept it or don't, right? That's it. That's it. You know, you hear this term bandied about when, when we talk about inflation, uh, purchasing power. What is that? Mm-hmm. Your purchasing so power. So that is, that is essentially how much does your dollar work for you over time, right? So, you know, if you... If you have $10, right, and we know what today $10 can cost, what you can buy with $10, right? Mm-hmm. You can probably buy, you know, four gallons of gas, right? You could probably buy, you know, three gallons of milk or whatever it is, right? So you know what ten, what you can buy with $10. Mm-hmm. Well, if all of a sudden inflation goes up, then the price of those goods go up. Well, you can only now you can, with that same $10, you can buy less of it. Right. So purchasing yeah. power is essentially how much can your dollar go? How much can you spread your dollar over your dollar over time? And so that's what that's essentially what purchasing power is. How much power can you purchase with these with these dollars? And so inflation has a big impact on your purchasing power, inflation and deflation. Yeah. And that's something we're going to get into uh, in the second segment. What is def- def- deflation? What is hyperinflation? And most importantly, because we're seeing it now, what do we do to battle mm-hmm. inflation? All that is coming up. Uh, we're talking what everybody's talking about now, and that's inflation. On today's podcast, Your Finances Untangled. How can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning? The convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. They're an endorsed Dave Ramsey SmartVestor. That's a relationship you can trust. At CloudVestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement holistic financial planning in all areas including taxes estate planning insurance cash flow and budgeting they even offer customized personal websites for clients the technology of today while still maintaining that human touch that's cloudvestors that's cloudvestors.com 
Hey, welcome back. It's Your Finances Untangled. Now, you just heard about the great firm that is a fiduciary firm, Cloud Vesters. When you hear Mo, think Cloud Vesters. When you think of, I like the convenience of virtual planning, but I still want to deal with a human being, think Cloud Vesters. And if you're thinking Cloud Vesters is right for you, here is a number that you can call. Of course, you can you can check the website, too. They invite you to cloudvesters.com, but also 404-844-5007. 404-844-5007, cloudvesters.com. We're talking about inflation. I just uh, spoke with someone who just got back from Hawaii, and he and he wasn't at like a at the resort or any tourist trappy place, just a regular place. And he got a cheeseburger for $26. But, you know, oh that, that's ridiculous. But we're not running into that type of inflation yet. I mean, we're not Venezuela, right? <laughs> oh <laughs> not my yet. Gosh, no, not yet. <laughs> but um, we're talking about inflation. Before we get to really the most important thing, how do we deal with it? Right, so let me ask you this. We're seeing it right now. How mm-hmm. bad is it in terms of numbers? Where are we with inflation now? Yeah. Um, you know, we've seen, well, how bad is it, right? So we've seen the f- inflation over the last few months to, it's almost peaking at about 5%. And that's pretty high. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is that is a pretty high inflation rate. It really is. A, yeah. you, what you want to keep, what, you know, what, what the Fed is looking to do is keep inflation somewhere around like a 2%. Mm-hmm. You know, two percent increasing and in, in cost of goods on an annual basis. That's that's a that seems a reasonable, doable, uh, sizable amount of increase over time. But five percent, you know, we're we're creeping into a point where if that happens and it, that that pace and that trend continues to happen, then we start to to see an issue because all of a sudden, if 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 wages don't keep up with inflation then we then that's an issue right then it's your cost of living increases but your income that you're bringing in isn't keeping up with that demand and you generally so, wouldn't get a five percent raise that's annual a big raise. raise you know it's that's a, a big raise yeah yeah consistently right you right. may get it one year because the company did a really good job yeah. or you maybe you you uh you get a promotion, but consistently, like a first three or four years in a row, getting a five percent raise—that's that's unlikely. And then, if inflation continues to be uh, hover at that range, then you got an issue. I mean, we all have an issue. Then we're having to deal with it. Um, yeah, you know, spending starts to decrease. You may see companies not in, um, not employ as much, right? Not bringing mm-hmm. in new new um, employees. Maybe cut some cut some of their. Um, their workforce, uh, custom of their labor, because, you know, EVS is costing us as a consumer more. But again, we talked about what it may cost producers. That's right. And, yeah. and manufacturers. So if their prices are going up, Which they can't us. keep up with inflation. It may, it, it, may, it may decrease their ability to pay you or to add more to the workforce. We've been looking at Social Security talking about uh, uh, COLA this year, cost of living adjustment higher than it's been in a long time. Or this coming year, but but will they do that every year for as long as this exists? Just to your point of your raise, you know, it's yeah, it's, yeah. I think next year they're they're ex- it's it's in the works that you know it's, it's going to be somewhere between five or six percent, I believe. Yeah, cost we're, of living adjustment, which we're is just huge. tracking it uh, as it is now. But will they be able yeah. to do that? And I mean, well, that's another thing. And I know you read all the time in predictions. 
where's the light at the end of the tunnel? I mean, do we see it yet? Uh, or is this a, hopefully a temporary thing or what do you think? Oh man, I'm not as smart as the, the feds are. Right. But something has to, something has to happen, right? Yeah. Something has to break because, you know, last year, because of COVID, you know, we saw a lot of spending from the government. You know, they just essentially printed money to, so the so the economy wouldn't collapse, right? So good, yeah. bad, or indifferent, it happened, and someone has to pay for it. Now, some could say that because of it, interest rates have gone because of that. You know, more money has gone into one's pockets, and so the the idea of stimulating the economy is, you know, if we put money into uh, Americans' pockets, they can quote unquote stimulate the economy by buying stuff, right? And it, it really didn't matter what was bought, right? Whether you bought a flat screen right. TV, didn't whether you put it, <laughs> it didn't matter, right? The goal was to stimulate the economy. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, you saved it if you needed it. Uh, you paid down some debt, which is a great thing to do. Um, we saw a lot of people investing it, right? So that brought money into the market. Uh, but at the end of the day, the goal was to stimulate the economy. Oh, I stimulated but- it. I took it out for a candlelight <laughs> dinner. <laughs> no, actually, I'm joking because I did exactly what they didn't want us to do. I saved it. Oh, yeah. Well, people yeah. are saving money now. I mean, it's it's a good thing. We're starting to see um, for a while there was a, a, a great increase in savings uh, saving accounts yeah. for, Ameri- for Americans. So that's good. That's you know, not want what our, they wanted us to do, to though. Save. They wanted us to get it back out in the economy, right? Yeah. No. I mean, that's the, putting your money into a, your savings account doesn't stimulate anything, right? right? But you know, there were people that were stimulates me. Were getting, <laughs> 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 Dave, it's for your uh, your American brothers and sisters, not for yourself. That, that's right. That's right. It is a team effort. Uh, where were we? Was it hovering inflation rate before all of this? Were we around zero? I knew it was pretty good, right? It was pretty low. I mean, think about it. I mean, if, if you went to the grocery store, you didn't really see that much increasing in you know, the cost of milk, right. or the cost of gas for an extended period of time. We yeah. actually started to go down, right? Yeah. Uh, but now we're starting to see gas prices go up. I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that. But yesterday, no, earlier this week, actually, I went to get some cat food for uh, my cat, obviously. Uh-huh. And I noticed that the the glad it wasn't for you. Things aren't food. that bad now, are they? Things aren't that bad here. They aren't. <laughs> I mean, I do want to stock up my pantry, but not with uh, not with some fancy fees. <laughs> but I did notice that it's gone up, and it, it's gone up three times since last year. Right? Oh, really? And yeah. yeah. So everyone's feeling the impact, right? Whether it's the cost of tuna, whether it's the cost of just the production costs. Or, I mean, I saw the other day that there's so much products stuck in China that's not coming over, right? So then there's, the supply charge goes down, but the demand is still there, so increase the price, right? Yeah, and it's scarcity we're seeing, too, now more so than I've ever seen in my life. And I'm not even mentioning toilet paper. But, you know, it, 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 let me ask you, that: what is it healthy for to be in existence a little bit? You know, in other words, is where we were not as healthy for the economy? And and I'm not saying where we are now, but somewhere around the average, like 2%. Is that healthier than 0%? In some ways, it's healthy, right? Zero zero percent inflation in in some areas is good because you know if you're budgeting, right? You know you can kind of keep up with with the pace of whatever the cost of the goods are, right? Because you know if you go to the store, 
Um, one day the price of cereal is the same price as you go a week, two weeks, a month, six months down the road, right? So budgeting makes things easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's easier to kind of keep your and wrap your head around it. But but what it does is it 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 forces other areas to not be able to to benefit, right? So banks, for instance, banks are are uh, are they make money from from loaning money, mm-hmm. right? And it's based off of some level of interest of, of interest rates. Well, if interest rates are zero, then banks don't make any money, right? Right. Right. But but what it does is also allows people to spend more, right? Or or feel more confident in spending, or feel more confident in buying, mm-hmm. right? So interest rates go down. We started to see a boom in people buying homes, right? Because well, well, shoot, we are at historic low interest rates, so interest rates are at you know. T- you know, two percent, two and a half, three percent, which mm-hmm. was historically low. Yes, right? it is. So, so yeah, so that's great. People want to buy, uh, but there's some people who aren't feeling that impact, right? Who who aren't benefiting from such a low interest rate. So, it's that balance of having, you know, if goods go up and costs of goods go up, yes, it makes it's it helps overall, but everything has to really be in line, right? Like I said, if inflation goes up 2%, we have to start seeing you know, at least our our our, uh, our our income go up it at should. least to that point. Yeah. Our investments go up at least to that point to keep up with, with the purchasing power that's, of our dollars. Yeah, and that's why, you know, we've said if you're just – your, your money's in a savings account. You're just losing money safely because of inflation exactly. that way. What, what's deflation? <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the opposite of inflation. Yeah. That's when the, the cost of goods actually go down, right? The cost of goods and services go down. Or or, or when in, inflation or, or basically when inflation rate drops to zero, right? So that's essentially what, what deflation is. So your dollars actually work work harder for you or work, uh, actually you can stretch your dollars even more. Isn't that right? better when, for when the cost of goes down common Joe, you know, would deflation be better? It's better for the common Joe. I mean, um, you know, it's a cause and effect, right? So let's say gas prices go, go down, mm-hmm. right? Well then, you know, you can buy more gas with 20 bucks and you could, which could mean that maybe you're traveling more, right? So, so because the cost of gas goes down, I'll take that road trip to Florida or Midwest or whatever it may be, and then now I'll get to stimulate that local economy because I'm driving more. But right? you may or end up I'm, not saving it because even though the price went down, you're using it more. Exactly by traveling. By traveling, right? Uh, so yeah, so so it, it it sounds good, right? It sounds good in some areas where, wow, I can stretch my dollar even further because the cost of goods have gone down, and 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 I guess it all depends on on what goods go down, how how long does deflation last? Uh, it's it's just a, you know, economics is a very tough tough thing to kind of comprehend over time and where it's always a give and take, right? One per one person um, benefits where the other person, I want to say suffers, but doesn't benefit from it. Right. So it's that equal balance of how can we keep uh, the growth of our economy up, but at the same time, not too much where too many people are suffering, right? We're starting to see, yeah. you know, if some of these big cities, the cost of rent or the cost of living has gone up so much oh, that yeah. you can't afford it. Well, then you start to see a lot of homeless population. Yeah, right. Well, or you exactly. start seeing a lot of crime, right? 
So it's it's a tough balance. Yeah, gosh, that's a tough balance, isn't it? It's a tough balance. Well, now, uh, now, when I hear the term hyperinflation, I think immediately of the late 70s. Oh, yeah. Is that about, I mean, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's when things are just, that's hyperinflation is when the price of goods and services just go up way too fast. Yeah. Right. They just go way, way, way too fast. Is that about right? Because I know it was bad in the 70s, the late 70s. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. It, it really was bad. I mean, I mean, uh, interest rates on homes were double digits, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, it was just th- things. Just, it's just just the cost was so much. I mean, we had to pay for a lot of wars in the in the 70s. Right. Um, but there was. Yeah. The inflation was on steroids at that point. Yeah. We were, I guess, we're still paying the tab on Vietnam, you know, from. Well, like what, 75, I think that officially was over. But yeah, I mean, it's just a lot. Well, here's the other thing, too. And we had the first energy crisis with Arab oil embargo in 73. And then, you know, it it, it came back late 70s. I remember, I remember the gas lines in, in the late 70s. Lord, we don't want to go back to that, for heaven's sake, hyperinflation. So how do no, we, we deal with what we're going through? What, what is, what's some suggestions from you, Mo? How do we protect um, ourselves? <laughs> Well, I talked about it about budgeting, right? You yeah. want to budget for inflation, right? You just, you just you just know that the cost of goods over time it it just goes up. I mean, that's just it's just simple. It, it happens. It's real, and it does happen. So you just want to budget it, right? So you keep track of certain things, right? I'd say just keep track of the things you can you can uh, really keep track of, right? So if you're going to grocery stores, right, and you're know and you're noticing that the cost of eggs or milk is going up or has gone up, well, if you have a budget of I don't know two hundred dollars for your grocery that for groceries that week, then you might have to say, okay, well, something might have to go back or scale back. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have to go back to coupon clipping if you're not doing, which is a great thing, right? But unless you're it, behind right? them in line. Uh, <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I either get behind them or that last person in the world that still writes a check at the grocery oh, store. Oh yeah, that threw me off when I first moved to Atlanta because in, in New York, well, that and that and people talking to the uh, oh my the cash God. attendant. How's your mama in New York? You just, How's your yeah, mama in New York? Neil? You just move, you move, give cash, you, or you swipe and you keep moving. You keep check. moving. Yeah, yeah. And, and the people who write I, checks, they don't start writing it until um, it's all said and done. And where they could have already written out, paid to the order of and all that. You could have had the date. You could have signed it. You could have had the, yeah. the name of the grocery store. You could have had everything written except for the, the actual dollar amount. Yeah. Right. But not, thank goodness not that many people are doing that. Now. What are we talking about? <laughs> coupon? You know, I'm my own worst enemy when it comes to grocery shopping because I, I just, I know that I could save money if I went one time a week and stocked up on everything, but I always make it where every single day when I leave work, I've got to stop by the store for one or two things. So what mm-hmm. I do is I pick up one or two more things and spend more right. than I would have. Right, right. So it takes a little bit of discipline, right? Yeah. Uh, the budgeting takes discipline. And then and remember, we use the word spending plan, but whatever, budget, right? Yeah. You, have to, you have to budget for inflation. Right. So uh, things like that, right? You can go to some of these big box like Costco's, uh, how was it, Sam's Club, and maybe get things in bulk, right? So that way mm-hmm. uh, uh, you may you may shell out a little more at that point, but it's going to last you longer because you have things in bulk. But just, you know, you just have to budget for inflation. Um, also save, right? You, you're just going to have to save a little more, right? So um, you can save on energy, you can save on 
like I said, stocking up. You can save on maybe you're switching from um, uh, commercial brand to generic brands, mm-hmm. right? That's another thing you can do to to help for inflation. Uh, but invest, right? Invest your money. You mentioned before, you know, right now a high yield savings account, no matter where you go, is somewhere between. 0.5 to 0.6 percent that you're going to receive in a high yield savings account. Well, even on your normal two percent inflation, right? Like you said, Dave, you know you're you're losing money slowly, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so you're going to have to invest, right? So invest your money so it can grow, so it can last, um, so you can really benefit from you know the growth of uh, of companies. Um, but even your investment strategy might have to change a little bit too. You know, we're seeing such low interest rates right now that the bond market or the fixed income market isn't generating as much yield as one if one is expecting, right? So we we've been seeing the bond market being negative, right? So even those that are quote unquote conservative when it comes to their investing or want to take a uh, want to take a conservative approach to their to their portfolio with your normal bond strategy, your fixed income strategy, while some of them are having to dip their toe in the equity market just for just to get some growth. Yeah. Right. Because right. The, the the bond markets isn't aren't really delivering any type of, of yield that you expected. Right. So, you know, if you have a 60, 40, 70, 30 split in your portfolio, you know, 60 percent equities, 40 percent bonds or fixed income then even to get some type of growth, you know, you might have to adjust it to 75, 25, right? Just to get some type of your, just to get your money working for you in some areas, right? And then when inflation kind of, you know, or interest rates, you know, kind of uh, settle in, maybe you go back to what it was before, but, you know, those are ways that you can help or help yourself and help your money with, with uh, navigating this world of inflation. Perfect example of why it would pay to have, a fiduciary firm like Cloud Vesters on your side because any kind of strategies are not static. You know, we talked in last week's podcast about having a financial plan, but it's not static. It needs to change and adjust and adapt to the times we're in. And, you know, we're well, busy. We're tied up in our lives and our job <laughs> and family and all. We're not thinking about that like you would. And that's what a true financial plan, you have to keep your your financial plan flexible enough to adapt to any changes, um, good or bad, and changes that you can, you can, um, uh, you can't prevent or changes you can't prevent, right? Things happen to us that we have no impact on, right? We, we typically don't have any, any impact on the cost of goods going up or down, right? We don't have much impact on inflation or in, or or interest rates right but you have to have a plan that's flexible enough to adjust to those to those changes join us next week when mo will take an in-depth look at root canals that's next week <laughs> on your finances <laughs> untangled now i mean you know this is something that we we said this off the air it's not everybody's favorite topic but uh, you know it truly is be- being talked about now because we're feeling inflation mhm yeah, yeah. I mean, it's no one wants to talk about it, right? There's, um, it's almost like the elephant in a room right now. When you when you really start looking at your portfolio, looking at your dollars, uh, when you when you go to get some gas in your car and you're just like, darn it, it's going up again. Yeah. You know, like it, it, it's real. Um, so, but yeah, you're, you're right. It's not one of those topics. It's not water cooler talk. You're not talking to your friends about, you know, how they're diversifying their portfolio to keep up with inflation, <laughs> right? <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, it's not the the 
the most entertaining topic, right? But it is something that you just have to keep in mind, keep in the front forefront of your mind, not even the back of your mind, the forefront of your mind as you're planning. Yeah, no doubt. And it's it's something that needs to be addressed. So once again, we, we brought it back. Uh, inflation, because we're feeling it more than when it was the topic of our podcast a few months ago, I I believe it was, or a couple of months ago. Well, Mo, good good information as always. We do hope that you like, share, subscribe, uh, rate this podcast. Mo's working hard on it. I mean, this is podcast (laughs) number 67. It's been 17 weeks since we had our 50th show. Can you believe that? I can't believe that. No. Is that right? Yeah, 17 weeks. That can't weeks. be. That cannot be. 17 weeks. Crazy. Crazy stuff. And, you've been, and, and we've been uh, rocking and rolling. We've been, you know, new listeners every week, new countries we're going to and, and yeah. being exposed to. So, you know, we're doing a great job. Everyone's listening. Uh, just keep subscribing, keep sharing, and uh, keep tuning in. By the way, shout out to our new listener in Outer Mongolia. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> <laughs> we are over the world. We can track that. Uh, we're, in, we're, in, we're over the world with this. So thank you so much. And, and please stay with us on this informative and hopefully entertaining podcast. And that is Your Finances Untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.